This is Shannon Lingren, and you're listening to Legalist Rainmaker Podcast, where we interview attorneys at top law firms about how they made partner. Today on the podcast, we have Mike Mantel, a partner at Taft in Columbus, Ohio. Mike specializes in renewable energy and environmental law, and we'll find out how he built his book of business and made partner. So Mike, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be a part of the podcast. Yeah, we're, we're very excited here. So I guess just to, to jump in, uh, give us a little background on the cases that you focus on. Thank you. Uh, I'm, I'm currently a partner at Taft, Stentinius, and Hollister, and I am in their Columbus office. And we have offices that are in, within the Midwest United States uh, area. And we also have a very small office out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, as well. And we're a we're a, we're a top 100 tier law firm, um, very very well established here in uh, Columbus and not only Ohio but in um, in Dayton and uh, other parts of the city uh, or the cities in Ohio. But uh, really got its birth in Cincinnati. Uh, namesake is certainly related to the former president and senator, uh, uh, and so we're we have that uh, we have that pedigree with us, so to speak. But also, again, in offices in Indiana and Michigan and other places. Uh, my practice here at the firm uh, with another group, and we have several other attorneys that are in my area. Also, it focuses on um, energy and environmental law. And energy is the renewable energies, the solar, wind, biomass plants. Uh, also environmental issues, uh, probably mention, talk about that a little later, but that's been the predominant area also of my practice over the last 30 years. And, uh, so it's been very, very, uh, helpful and beneficial here. Uh, and our client base is, uh, we represent some of the top, uh, the top 100, 500, uh, companies in the country and also, uh, a new and upcoming large solar, uh, development companies uh, that are actually global in nature. And we've also do a lot of wind projects, certainly around the Great Lakes and also uh, in the Midwestern Plain area. So we have a, we have a very diverse in, in this particular area group with a very, uh, I think, a, a robust uh, clientele and also a great firm to provide that platform to continue doing this type of work. Great. And obviously you're uh, very advanced in, in your firm and also in your specialty in itself. So let's take a trip way down memory lane to the very beginning of your career, uh, where it all started. This is where it's kind of unique. And we probably will touch on it a little later on some of the corridors or paths you can take to get to that partnership level. But out of law school, I started as a public defender. And I was doing uh, a, a very heavy caseload of criminal defense work. And then uh, after a couple of years of that, I actually applied and went over to the Ohio EPA. And I was there for uh, about five years. And I actually, when I left to go into private practice, I left as one of the uh, managing attorneys over the Superfund program uh, that was operating in, out of Ohio for the region of US EPA. So I didn't work for Ohio, US EPA, but I worked for Ohio. But did a lot of that, uh, the toxic uh, cleanups uh, that were going on and that were necessary. When I, the reason I owe the, in, on this journey, uh, when I traveled and moved over to uh, private practice, I moved over to a central Ohio 
law firm. And because of the growth area with environmental, they needed a skill set. And I think that's part of one key thing is the skill set that was necessary. So they, they, require, they, they recruited me out of Ohio EPA, and I immediately had work to do when I got there. And it was a great value to, their, to the partners and to the other uh, attorneys at that firm because they were able to say, hey, we, got, we have someone here that understands environmental law that can help and uh, assist in, in doing these things. So it was, a very, it was very beneficial. Uh, from there, I actually left and I went uh, to a, uh, I was at a, for a short period of time, I was at a, another firm uh, because of, I was actually took the route of becoming an elected official. But I did end up at a, a larger firm, a large national firm, and I was made partner at that firm. And I was, also had a clientele with me that I brought and also worked on uh, other matters that were uh, through the, the practice group and through other attorneys. I took advantage of my location here in the capital city of the state to, to take advantage of the, the avenues I had with Ohio EPA and, and government. Um, for, I, when I, I did move from that firm over and then I went in as a corporate counsel, uh, and was actually recruited into that position um, with a major engineer, mid, large Midwest firm. And interesting enough, it got bought out by a global firm, uh, engineering firm. And before I, uh, before I could figure out where my uh, fitting was there, another I was actually recruited by another major uh, <laughs> corporate firm and brought in as their chief legal officer. So. There were at this point, everything was a step up. Everything was moving upward. There was no downward backsliding or anything. Sounds like a ton of moves, but all within the same vein. Um, I then was uh, then at that point, I moved over and I was with a, uh, a quasi-governmental governmental entity here in in Ohio called Swaco, uh, and it actually is the operator of the largest largest public landfill. Uh, not only in the state of Ohio, but the ninth largest public landfill in the United States. And with my environmental skills and background, and also with actually acquiring some skills in the uh, renewable energy area, I was, uh, at, as being a, a chief legal officer at the engineering environmental firms, uh, I was able to help uh, move some projects forward there. Uh, then got, re got recruited back into the private, pr private practice sector. Um, because of my, again, my uh, reputation and being candidly, I, it sounds sounds like it's, uh, I'm trying to be conceited, I'm not. But by the time people knew that I, what I was doing, I actually had work waiting for me uh, with another firm who, when I announced that they were going to hire me, work already had started coming in. I was very grateful for that. Then now I'm at, I'm at Taft, in a, which is a fantastic platform. They had some areas within the uh, renewable and environmental areas that they wanted to have filled, and uh, I offered uh, I, <laughs> I offered my skills there. They actually had uh, recruited me, and I had uh, I accepted, and here I am now. So it sounds like a very tumultuous or very interrupted 30 years of practice, but all in all, all of that really added up to a very good resume, which was very attractive to uh, clients to and demonstrating that, hey, you have skill sets and knowledge in this area and uh, made it more comfortable to uh, become their counsel and serve them on some of these projects. So 
that I, I tried to keep that in a nutshell. Probably didn't do a good job, but that's the nutshell of my, uh, from law school to now. Oh, very interesting. And, you know, these paths to becoming partner can be extensive, but also take a lot of turns. So as an associate uh, starting out and you're going to be approached with so many different opportunities that are going to get you there, uh, what advice do you have for them that you learned while you were on your path? I think uh, 2020 hindsight's a great thing. And uh, I'll, I'll try to share uh, maybe some, uh, some information here or my thoughts. The first thing I think any associate should think about is not is not necessarily being concerned about how am I going to rain make? How am I going to be able to bring clients in and show the partners that I can do that? No, your task there is to you to utilize your skill set to help the firm and that partner with their client. So what's the best way to you, your first step you should take? Show the not only the work ethic, but show that you can help foster and continue the relationships. You will probably, that associate, if you're an associate out there, you will likely be asked by your partner to participate in a conference call, in the meeting, or go to the event, or meet at the client's office, whatever. Be able to demonstrate not only your knowledge and your skill, follow the, usually your lead partner's role on that, but your also your ability to help, you know, foster the relationship. Because fostering that relationship and knowing that is really something that partners also look at. Um, it, it's maybe some firms out there are looking for an associate to, to try to rain make. That's great if you can bring in cases. That's great if you can bring in a client. Do it. Don't, don't hesitate uh, on doing that. But keep your eye on the relationship building of, with the clients and using your skill sets that you are focused on and working with that partner. And by the time you get to that level of evaluation, you're going, you're going to be doing a lot more work with that client, and you'll be the lead counsel with that client or clients. In addition, those clients are going to recommend somebody, and eventually they're going to say, hey, I worked with either uh, you know, Jane Smith or John Doe over at XYZ Firm, and I can tell you, you, you want to call them. That, that person really knows their stuff. I can vouch for them that also helps you as well. And that will happen. So I think the first thing I would say is focus on utilizing your skills, work on those relationships that you have in front of you, uh, do what you can if you can bring business, but do not get yourself in an angst over the fact whether or not you can bring in business. Focus on those relationships. Uh, so how did you build your business around that specialty itself? I actually, I made, I actually through uh, a, ma making sure that I was meeting with and uh, coordinating meetings with those in the area of, in this instance, renewables uh, and, uh, and environmental in the companies that had that need. Um, sounds sounds uh, broad and sounds like it's nebulous. It's not. Um, let's take let's take the let's take the solar arena for an example i'll use where i am um it is one that's in a growth area they are not around the corner from you they're not they're not they're not just everywhere you you have to know and you have to focus on where they are and that means maybe attending literally some conferences and networking also means uh if you find areas here or people in your state that do that type of work uh, to contact them and just stay in contact. And also, it does not hurt to put out, for example, 
quarterly little newsletters or anything so you, you show that you can and you can demonstrate that you have that knowledge in that area. That's one way to do it. Most cases, though, let's say it is like a, it's in the uh, litigation area or the arena, let's say if, if we use that as an example. Uh, you want to meet with those type of companies that, uh, not that everybody's going to be litigious or they're going to get sued, but you want to make, you want to look at those areas where companies might need corporate law representation or they might need, uh, let's take a trucking company. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of issues there. Usually, they'll go to their uh, their insurer and it'll be claims counsel, but you never know. Uh, you want to take a look at those type of things. You want It's those kind of examples, I think, where if you're looking to bring in your own business and to bring in a, a, a Rainmake, look at those things. But I, I, I truly want to say, though, that coupled with the the relationship building while you're that associate, you're building your way through that firm. If you're on that eight to 10 year track, you're going to find that business will come to you because of the work you're doing for the existing clients. It will come to you. Uh, you will then be able to go through and, and, and work on that in, in terms of working through your local bar, doing seminars, those type of things. They sound like mundane routine things, but make them focused and make the get bang for your buck out of it. Don't just go speak somewhere for the sake of speaking and, and teaching a CLE course necessarily. Those are good. Those are great. But if you can find somewhere where the clientele is the non-lawyer, uh, then that would be where you want to go. You're also, if the firm will allow you, put on a mini seminar. Put on a micro seminar. Find an area and invite existing clients or any clients that might uh, eventually be uh, – that might have that need of that skill set that you have. And put on a, a two-hour seminar with coffee or something afterwards. You can, most firms will like that. Matter of fact, they will see that as a very, very strong and positive uh, uh, effort by an associate. And that will, that will give you exposure as well. So I would suggest those are kind of some of the things that I would uh, look at. Yeah. And so obviously there's an aspect of, of selling yourself, right? Um, and your specialties, but there's also, you're representing your firms. So do you have any uh, things that you use uh, when trying to, to sell your firm as bragging points? Absolutely. Uh, great question. I think what I typically use is uh, with the age of electronics and et cetera, and being the age I am, uh, I'm not quite as old as Moses, but uh, uh, I'm right on that border edge of all this technology. But nonetheless, I would I would use the uh, use the ability to do uh, uh, PowerPoint, use electronic media, uh, email, uh, those type of things to get your message out. Uh, you in terms of presentation of the of the firm. The other thing that's key here, and most firms do have someone like this, and maybe they don't, but reach out and rely on your marketing director or whoever that, that, that may not be called a marketing director. They may be called a business uh, assistant or what have you. There's a name for all of them, but reach out to them. They're actually firms that are, they make sure that they have professionals that help put your, put this together so that it's framed for the mindset of a business person to look at, to see, here's what skill set I bring. Uh, Sometimes lawyers get caught up in their own vapors, uh, and what they do is they tend to lean on being more legalistic. 
business people want to know how are you going to help them, how are you going to be cost efficient, and how are you going to get me through this and or help, help me get the deal done to make money. The business development director in your firm or whatever will help you focus that. And they will also help get other things out, news releases. Uh, I just recently had one that it was posted on our, our webpage about some involvement I had on a government issue or quasi-government issue. Uh, and I was, and it's, it was released on, uh, by the firm and uh, pointed out what I do and what have you. It's something then that they, they will make sure that that happens. So try to use your own, put out what you do, what the firm, how the firm can support it what their, you know, their breadth of knowledge, and then also rely on internal sources, or internal type of people that can help you do that. Right. And, and very much thinking of it as uh, in a business aspect of things as well. Um, so last minute advice here on associate on their very first day out of law school, uh, looking with their whole career ahead. What is the advice that you have for them um, on this journey they're about to embark on? Number one, don't panic. Uh, <laughs> it will. It's all going to be good. Uh, if when they're in the X Y Z firm, uh, I would, uh, for example, I would make sure that you can you you do what you would probably think is ordinary. Go around, make sure you meet all of the partners, talk to them with about what your interests are, uh, be available to take on uh, cases or uh, transactional matters, and be able to in show your your openness and again and your resolve to try to to put the you know to get the work done not just because somebody wants you to bill hours but because this is your ambition and this is what you would like to do and where your direction you want you want to you want to go you you set a good tone that way and then secondly make sure you introduce yourself to that marketing manager and or make sure those announcements go out that you're at this firm and this firm has the firepower you need whether you are a boutique firm dealing with business transactional, let's say, or you're dealing with a uh, top 100 tier firm, you get that out there and say, "Hey, I'm with these. I'm, I'm with these individuals. I'm with my team, and here's how I can make this work." I think day one, lay out that kind of foundation. It's not complicated. It's not anything. It's you got to take a couple of breaths on. Very simple. And I think you take the first two steps. I think the rest would be very, very helpful uh, on your track towards partnership. Wonderful and wonderful advice for all of these associates on on their path to becoming partner and taking the the interesting ways just as you did. So thank you again, Mike, for for being on the podcast today. We're excited to uh, share it and learn um, from everything that you talked about today. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you having me on and I really enjoyed uh, being able to share some of my thoughts. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. Legalist is a tech-driven litigation finance firm that helps lawyers get paid. Rate our podcast and give us a review wherever you find your podcasts. See you next time.